0: Hey, Venue 12. Welcome back to the Venue 12 podcast. We're so glad we can be with you here today. Uh, we are back on the stewardship grind, and we are talking about using the gifts God has given us well today. So I have um, a guest with me, but before we get into who that is, just wanted to go over kind of what we talked about in the past. We, we talked with JY about stewardship in general and using our gifts for good. We talked with Kindon about using our abilities for, for God's glory. And, uh, and now we have made our way to Chloe Jackson, and she is going to join us and talk with us about using our time well. So Chloe, welcome hey. to The Lesson. We're so glad you're here.
1: What's up?
0: <laughs> and actually, in order to be super safe, Chloe is joining us via phone call. So don't worry, we're being safe. We are distant, and so she's calling in. So thanks, Chloe, for taking some time to be with us.
1: Yeah, no problem.
0: Um, so, Chloe, I think, I mean, you you are up front singing most Wednesdays, so people have probably seen you and they know a little bit about you. But like, tell us a little bit about yourself and just kind of what your reaction to what's going on with this whole virus thing has been.
1: So, as you said, I'm Chloe Jackson, and I'm a senior at Emporia High, and. Um, like you said, I lead worship on Wednesdays, so you might know me from that. Um, my reaction to this whole thing at first, I was very emotional, especially because it was my senior year and, um, obviously missing out on quite a few things because it is my senior year. Um, but right now I'm just kind of going with the flow and just doing good.
0: Yeah. Most of the. The students I've talked to, you guys are handling this really well. Like, I'm sure it was a shock, but I mean, almost everyone I talked to, that's the answer I get that you just gave. Like, yeah, it's hard, but you know, God's got a plan and life goes on. So kudos to you guys for taking it in stride. That's really great. Um, if I can like twist the knife for a second, like what is the one thing you're really going to miss though, from your spring semester? If you had to check one thing.
1: Um, I think the last week in May, like between, um, our like finals and graduation, because that's the week where the seniors are kind of like, let's do this. And we have some senior pranks, which I had planned out. So I'm a little upset about that, but
0: you had pranks.
1: Yeah. So, um, a few of you might know that I honk when I laugh sometimes. And so we were going to set that as the bell for the day.
0: Um, (laughs) Oh my gosh, that would have been so great.
1: (laughs) So a little disappointed that those don't get to happen, but um, yeah, just that last week of, you know, it being our last time in Emporia High and then graduation.
0: Yeah, man. Um, Well, God is so good and he's got good things planned and that's part of what we're talking about today is just how to use our time well to accomplish what he has for us, so Um, Chloe, my first kind of question to you about this whole being a good time manager thing is as we talk about being stewards of the time that God gives us, I have to ask you how good of a time manager are you? Like, are you a procrastinator or do you plan things out well? Like, how do you, how do you do with that stuff?
1: So I'm super sorry, but a police is driving by. (laughs) So you're going to hear really loud sirens right now.
0: That is so funny. That's okay. This okay. is real life right here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, hey,
0: could you could you ask no one to commit crimes in your neighborhood for like 30 right. minutes? That'd be great. Like, okay, I, perfect. I'm
1: recording here. But, <laughs> um, I would say that I am a procrastinator, um, especially when it's stuff that I'm like less motivated to do. Um, if it's something I'm super excited about, I'm, you know, here for it. I'm getting it done as soon as possible. But um, when it comes to like schoolwork, I'm known to turn it in at 11:58 some nights.
0: Yeah. I think a lot of us are like that. I'm kind of like that too. Um but you are really busy, so you must be at least an okay time manager, I'm sure. Um let me ask you what are some things that are that, have, that that keep you busy normally? Probably not now like now that the quarantine's on, but before this whole thing hit, like what were some of the things that you had to try and fit into your life to make it work?
1: So I'm the student council president at Emporia High, so that took up a lot of time for me to plan events and make sure that everybody was good, and then um, also worship team, that took up some time, and then uh, I'm in like eight other clubs, so those take up time, and then schoolwork, and um, yeah, I sign up for a lot of things that I probably shouldn't, because I just love to be involved, but those definitely took up my time the most.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, and I would say the biggest challenge for me as a student pastor would be getting students to prioritize their time well and to prioritize it for for God, um, because just like you, so many students are so busy. I mean, up until two weeks ago, you know, everyone was was running and there's a lot to do, which is good. It's good to be busy but it's just so important that we that we order that stuff well. And now we have like too much time like we don't even know what to do with ourselves. So it's kind of funny like the situation we're in is just pretty weird.
1: Yeah, I think that in some way that was God being like slow down, you know, because I had so much to do and I just wasn't sure how I was going to get it done and Um, then this thing all hit and I was like, wow, like, thanks God. Like, (laughs) even though this is bad, but like, like the extra time is awesome.
0: Yeah, no, I think you're totally right. And I'm not saying God caused the virus. I don't think he did, but I know that he takes broken things and turns them into good things. And I think that's what he's doing here for sure. So, Mm -hmm. okay. So before we jump in, I just want to say, um or really give kind of an explanation of why it is important that we are good stewards of our time because we're talking about using our time well and it's important that we know why that's a big thing and and i guess we have a short show and we have some places to to go here so my best short answer is this is that it is so important that we are good stewards of our time because our attention uh determines our direction which determines our destination. In other words, what that, what I'm trying to say is what you spend your time on will ultimately decide who you are and where you go and what you love. And I think so often we think that intention determines destination, right? Like if I'm trying to do this or I'm trying to be this, I'll eventually get there. But in all actuality, our attention is where it starts. You know, what we're spending our time on, what we're focusing ourselves on that so often determines where we go and what we do. Um, have you found that to be true or like, does that resonate with you at all?
1: Yeah, for sure. I think that a lot of times what I'm spending my time on is, you know, what my main personality is for, you know, that certain time period. And I've found that if I'm spending, you know, my time with God or on God, that I like myself a lot better than when I'm, you know, not doing that.
0: Yeah. And we've said it before um, that your heart doesn't just want what it wants. It actually wants what you feed it. So what you spend your time on is going to have a huge impact on your affections. And that is why God tells us it's important for us to spend time with Him. He knows that if we, if we want to have a real um, like life-altering relationship with Him, um if he is really going to capture our hearts we have to spend time with him like you can't be apart from him but still want more of him that just doesn't make sense at all um so let me let me ask you Chloe. you know people are watching a lot of netflix lately yeah and so um there's a show called love is blind have you heard of this or like have um, you seen this show
1: it came up in like one of my like Preview things that Netflix does. And I was like, what is this? But yeah, I've heard of it.
0: So I've never seen it. But yeah, same thing. It like came up, and Netflix does this autoplay thing where you watch what it makes you watch, like trailer wise, which is really annoying. Yeah. So I like watched the trailer for it, but I kind of did some research on it because it looked interesting. But basically, what this thing is, is they have like different people that are essentially going on blind dates where they can talk to people, but they can't see them. And it's like speed dating too. So they only get like very limited time with them. And by the end of the season, they decide like if they want to propose to this person or or whatever. And it's just crazy because, okay, so they've only had one season of it. But four out of the six couples that like they focus on or whatever um, didn't make it. Like they broke up. And so it just doesn't seem like a very good model. Like it's kind of a coin flip, like if these people are going to make it or not. But it doesn't. It doesn't surprise me though, because if you think about it, they haven't spent any time together. And that's the point of what we're saying is that like, you can't just not spend time with somebody and then know them well and love them well. Like it just takes time and investment. Does that, does that make sense? Did that connect? Yeah. Okay. So, um, my, my question, Chloe, is like, do we need to do like a, a love is blind, like teen edition? Like, is that something...
1: No. no, probably not.
0: Yeah, not a good idea. Not. not at all. And actually, I just want to be clear. I am not advocating we actually even watch this show because <laughs> <laughs> today I like looked up some of it on YouTube and it's like kind of racy. So this is not an endorsement of that show. Please do not. <laughs> not an
1: ad. Do not. Yeah, do not.
0: Do not be like, Jordan told me I could watch this. No, that's not. That's not what you're saying. Okay, so kind of a roadmap on where I want to go today. Three things I want us to talk about. Um, one is our thought life and how we spend just kind of our daydream or downtime Two is the fact that we need to give God the best part of our day. And then three is how we view our lives here on earth. And and those three things are all shaped in a huge way by how we steward our time. So, um, and you know, we're trying to get this done in a short amount of time. So let's jump right in. The first one is our thought life. Um, and when we think about time, that's not just what we're thinking about. It's really more, or even, or even about like scheduled activities, like what's on the calendar. It's, it's also about just, just kind of our down, like mindless time, like Netflix or hobbies, video games, social media, even just like daydreaming stuff like that. Um, and when we're talking about time, it is so important that God even has a say on on that part of our life. And so let me just start by saying like, it's, what I'm not saying is that we have to get rid of all those things. And those things are bad. One thing I've really appreciated about getting to know Garen, our head pastor at 12th, even more, um, is that he has so many hobbies that are important to him. And he loves to talk about outside of God. So like, it's okay to love sports or, you know, the J ox or, or texting or your friends or social media or board games or music or whatever, like those are okay things to be passionate about. God, isn't saying, spend your time only on me. What he's actually saying is just, hey, be aware of how those things exist in your daily life and do the things you're passionate about, but don't let it overtake you. Um, does that make sense, Chloe? Did that, does that land with you?
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Is there is there something in your life that like can tend to take up a lot of your mental space or free time if you're not careful about it?
1: Um, I think that there are lots of things, but especially for me, like, music a lot um i'm in choir and i was in the musical this year and also worship team and a lot of times not only for those practices but also i i can be listening to music and completely lose track of time and um also like be playing music and just lose you know myself and just lose time
0: yeah so how do you how do you maintain those things like there's stuff you're definitely passionate about um, but it, it can't be what runs your whole life. So like, where's the balance? How do you do that?
1: Um, my mom helps a lot with that, especially cause she keeps me balanced, but, um, I think that just making sure that you still have time for, you know, what's really important because, um, obviously I'm passionate, passionate about music and stuff, but like, I can do that in a way that glorifies God, you know, I can do that in a way to connect with God. So just making sure that I'm, you know, doing that in it and not just for like the school or for myself.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Especially when we're playing hostage. Right. And she makes sure that you (laughs) do not go over the limit on that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Okay. A verse that I think wraps this up really well. Colossians three, two. Um. It says, think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. And what God is saying there isn't that we shouldn't think about things that are here on earth, obviously, because we couldn't live our lives. But what he's saying is that ultimately our thoughts have to be rooted in something eternal, rooted in something more than just like our day to day things we're doing. Um, so like, yeah, it's it's okay to be super excited for like the new Marvel movie that's coming out or to be like planning the big trip that's coming and thinking about it. Like the, that's okay. But just look at those things through the lens of eternity. Like keep in mind that those things are awesome, but they have their place. Like they're not our ultimate hope. Um, does that make sense? Do you have any thoughts on that, Chloe?
1: Yeah, I think that makes complete sense, honestly. Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, that's cool. I like when you tell me that I'm right. So if you're just here for that, that's that's perfect.
1: <laughs> not, um, not a common.
0: <laughs> it is not. In fact, I think the only reason you're agreeing with me is because we're on podcast. If we weren't being recorded, you would not.
1: So. Maybe I don't know. I don't think so.
0: <laughs> no, this is the real. You guys are getting the real Chloe. Don't worry. You you are for sure. Um, okay. Hey, second thing that I wanted to discuss was this idea of it's a new term we haven't used a lot, but I want to break it on you guys. It's it's this idea of first fruits. Um, so, Chloe, do you know what I'm talking about when I say first fruits?
1: Kind of. But not really. So explain.
0: Okay. It. Why don't you well, why don't you tell us like what you're thinking and we'll kind of walk through it together?
1: Okay. Well, um, in the way that I've heard first fruits, it's been like like the best that you can give God. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. I'm just laughing because <laughs> there's now like a, a monster truck rally outside your window.
1: Yeah, so I'm just, sorry. Oh, <laughs> it.
0: It's good. Yeah. I think your definition is spot on. It's your, it's giving God your best, right? Um, The Bible talks about first fruits a lot in the old Testament. God especially makes it clear that anything we bring to him as a sacrifice, he wants to be our first fruits. He wants it to be the best that we have to offer him. He doesn't want to be a God that gets our leftovers. Um, At the end of the day, he he wants our best. So like we see this in Genesis four, we see Cain and Abel. So Abel, brings a very worthy sacrifice of first fruits before God and God is really pleased with it and Cain le- brings less than that um, and God it says he is not pleased with that offering and so it's just so clear that God wants our best a few other places if you want to check this out this idea of God wanting our best in terms of sacrifice um would be we'll edit that out right we will well yeah Leviticus 23 and Ezekiel 44. Those are both spots where God talks about his desire to get our best and not just whatever we have lying around. So, Claude, let me ask you this question. How would you feel if you had a friend and they only hung out with you when it was convenient for them? And even when you guys were together, it felt like you just kind of did things that they were into. Like, how would that make you feel?
1: I think that I've been in this position before and it definitely didn't make me feel good. It was more of a feeling of like being used and like it just it wasn't great.
0: Yeah, I I like how you said makes you maybe feel used because I think God can so often feel that way in our relationships, right? If we just go to him and we're not bringing him our best, but we're really just coming to him maybe when we need something or kind of if we have a spare minute. Right. I think it's yeah, I think used is a great way to put that for sure. So um yeah, you said it really well. So let me let me pose this to all our all our listeners think about this. But Chloe, I'm gonna ask it of you. So um I would say the majority of people listening are going to get married one day, probably. So Chloe, one day, let's just close our eyes. Let's imagine you're married, you have all your kids. I'm
1: imagining and this already. Don't worry. <laughs>
0: you, you have your 15 passenger van loaded up to go down to <laughs> United in Christ for mission trip. <laughs> you guys would have like your own week, like just right. clothes. Just my family's, down.
1: family's week.
0: Yes. Your kids would call like Mark and Chacho grandpa. It'd be like, great. You know? For sure. Okay. So, anyways, you're married. Um, so imagine that your spouse really only connects with you like maybe a few minutes before you guys fall asleep so you guys go to bed and you're kind of lying there falling asleep and that's the time they give you but during the day they don't really like text you call you connect with you over meals and it's really just like those few minutes when you happen to be together that you guys connect how is that like how's that going to make you feel as a spouse chloe
1: oh absolutely not like that's not going on (laughs) in in my relationship but um, I think that I would be like, hello, like, don't you love me? Like, don't you want to know more about me? Like, you know what I mean? Like,
0: yeah. like, No, I totally know what you mean. And I think that is exactly how God feels like once again, mm-hmm. when we just don't give him his time, right? Like just as you said, don't you want to know more about me? Don't you want to like make this thing deeper and more real?
1: Right.
0: Yeah. So if we're not careful, we can really treat God that same way. And so just once again, it is so important that we give God the best part of our day. So I don't know what that is for you, Clo. Um, maybe you are more awake like in the afternoon or in the evening. Um, I am not a morning person, so I I have to think about different times when I can do my devos that are like going to be the best. And I'll, I'll talk more about the morning in just a second. But I think it's so key that we all figure out when are we operating optimally, mentally, right? (laughs) And how do we carve out some of that time for God? Um, So like for you, Chloe, when is that? Are you like a morning person, like right away you're good to go? Or what's that look like for you?
1: For me, it's like 10 minutes after I wake up. So um, I don't know. I just feel like after sleeping, I'm just ready to wake up and do what I need to do. And afternoons, I get like kind of sleepy again. I'm like, I'm ready to nap. Um, especially during these quarantine days, but, uh, and then the nighttime I spend a lot with my family. So those aren't really good times for me either. So I think the morning is definitely the best time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So for you, that's what it is. And I said, for me, morning's not my best time, but still one thing that I always try and do, and I want us to do as a, as a family here is make sure that uh the first thing you encounter in the morning is time with god so like a lot of us probably have our phones close so if your phone is next to your bed i don't think it should be but if it is just make sure that when you get up before you check your news feed before you check your texts or whatever just make sure that your first connection in the morning is with god and that's not only good for us like it will for sure change our day and our perspective of how we go about things but Even more important than that is what it communicates to God. Because by doing that, you're saying, God, you come first. You are the first thought I want to have today. And it just shows him that he is supreme in your life. And that's just so important that we show him that to start every day. And I mean, God is so cool in that not only are we honoring him, but in honoring him, it like blesses us in return. That's just how he works. Um, That's really cool. So, Chloe, let me ask you this. In your daily rhythm... Once again, we're, we're being honest. We got the monster trucks out the door, out the window, like it's unfiltered. <laughs> so like, how is your daily rhythm with God? Does it, does it happen every day? Is it hard to make it happen? Is it less than that? Like, what does it look like for you?
1: For me? Um, definitely every morning I get ready to like worship music. And that's pretty much my, you know, morning of, you know, just praising him and really, you know, into it. But um, it is difficult sometimes to really like sit down and um, read the word or um, what I do a lot of times will like listen to either podcasts or sermons because for me, I like to listen to learn. So it's a lot easier for me to do that. Um, so yeah, that's what I do. It doesn't happen every day, but I try to make it happen every day.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I love the worship music idea. Getting ready, it's just like a quick infusion of truth into your daily routine. So that's good. Um, and I, I want us all, you know, close that. She, she makes sure she gets in at some, like, uh, in some way. But making sure we're in the Word at some point. A lot of things, or a way that I, I tell students to kind of do this is um, even just setting the U version daily Bible verse reminder on your phone, and it will literally pop up under your newsfeed, and you can read it. Um, as you're going about your day, even if that is your time with God, some days, I mean, we need to go deeper other times, but even if that's all you get some days, that's really good too. So, okay. Last thing as we wrap up here um, is we want to talk about just stewarding our time. Well, as we live our lives with purpose while we're here on earth In first Corinthians six nineteen and 20, Paul writes this. He says, don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy spirit who lives and you, and was given you by God. You do not belong to yourself for God bought you with a high price. So you must honor God with your body. Um, and that's a big statement. If we belong to Jesus, our lives no longer belong to us. Like let's just sit on that and think about that for a minute. Cause that is a heavy, heavy life altering thought that if we belong to Jesus, we literally don't own our lives anymore. He is the one who's calling the shots. Um, and I know that sounds heavy and I know it's a lot to wrestle with, but what you realize the longer you you walk down this road is that the more you surrender to Jesus, then the more you live your life for him, the more he fills your life with joy and with meaning and with purpose. And it's really counterintuitive, I know, because you wouldn't you you're after those things when you follow your own way. But the way of Jesus is so awesome because the more you follow Him, the more He blesses you at those things. So, Chloe, as somebody who has followed Jesus for a while now, number of years at least, I think, um, can you speak to like the fact that we get joy and meaning and purpose from following Him? Like how that's just kind of affected your life?
1: For sure, I think that um, I've been in both situations, and I definitely think that. When I am following Jesus, my life just feels better. Like Jesus equals better. You know what I mean? Um, And I definitely can speak to the the joy part of it. Like um, before I was following Jesus, I didn't feel very joyful. And if you've met me recently, I'm very loud and I like to consider myself joyful. So, um, yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. I would agree with those things loud in the best way possible. Um, John Piper wrote a really excellent book. It's it's titled Don't Waste Your Life. Um, it's a must read for students, in my opinion. And I'm going to say this on here. I will buy anybody a copy of this book who's listening and wants it. I think it's that important. So if you are listening and you would be interested in reading that book and you're on quarantine and you have no life right now, um, what a better time, what a better way what am I trying to say? There's no better way to fill your time than by reading and bettering yourself spiritually. So Don't Waste Your Life by John Piper. Message me, email me, whatever, if you want that, and I will get that book for you because it is such a good read. Um, okay, so we are right at time. We're a little bit over, actually, so we're going to wrap up. So just to wrap, God calls us to be good stewards of our time. So whether that's with our thoughts, you know, our daydreams, our hobbies, whether it's with the best part of our day, the first fruits of our day or whether it's thinking about the way that we live our lives on mission for him and not for ourselves. um, Those all factor into being good stewards. So Chloe, very last question. Um, You know, we look around the world and culture is telling students the exact opposite of this. The world is saying, Hey, life is short. You better get yours while you can. Um, Don't let anybody tell you how to, how to live. You know, what is best for yourself. So Chloe, as someone who lives in, the media stream every day how do you balance that and exist in that with also staying focused on Jesus
1: for me um like i said like i listen to a lot of worship music and i follow some pastors and like christian influencers on twitter and so it's really encouraging to see that pop up on your feed um along just to remind you you know of the truth and uh you know, there's some moms on Facebook that'll post a daily word and, you know, that's really nice. And yeah. So just making sure that you're on, you know, social media and you're in all of that, but, um, it can be discouraging. So if you, you know, follow people that are rooted in truth, then it's easier to stay in it.
0: Yeah. Um, surrounding yourself with truth is what I heard in every single answer you gave. And that is so key. So way to go. That's awesome. Uh, okay, that is our time, being stewards of our time. I hope we stewarded our time well on this one. So, Chloe, thank you for being with us. It is always good to have a student on here, and you kept it interesting. So, thank <laughs> you for spending some time with us.
1: Yeah, no problem. Thank you, guys.
0: So, yeah, Chloe, last word. Anything you want to say before we go out?
1: Um, <laughs> stay safe. Stay healthy. <laughs> you got this.
0: You got this. Okay. Chloe, thank you for being here. Guys, have a great week.